0: Katarina, it's been quite a few days, to be fair,
1: yeah, it has, and I'm back from holiday completely now. I'm back in business, so I am ready, ready for a podcast.
0: I'm glad because um i' and I've had quite a busy time of it over on social media.
1: Yes, I've kind of seen glimpse of it um I have seen glimpse of it so 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 tell us, Sam, tell me and the the audience. Um, about the adventures?
0: Well, usually, uh, you know, I I like to point out when uh, I see a consumer being misinformed about certain areas of the industry and I try and share and educate on terms, terminology, uh, things like that. I was alerted to a Instagram account that were labelling cosmetic products on the market as toxic and as we know we go through challenge testing stability testing uh, toxicology and safety assessments so every single product out there has gone through this process yep. and and so so the using the word toxic is should never be used in cosmetics um in our market because because there aren't any, because it has to go through these tests before it goes onto the market. Um, And what was interesting is that they were labeling some products toxic and they were saying, we'll swap with these products, but they've gone through exactly the same safety assessments and toxicology reports as the ones they were labeling toxic. So that they are no less safe, no more safe than the products that they were trying to swap them with. Um, So I sent them a message just saying, look, you shouldn't call products toxic because they're not and I I think perhaps you you need to look again at that Uh, and I didn't get a massively favorable reply to say the least so I decided to call them out because I was a bit tired and I'm sort of fairly fed up with the industry being misrepresented and people gaining traction through uh, a lack of education in this area I understand how it happens but uh if you're not even prepared to engage in a conversation then i think there there's an issue there and and people who are able to to uh educate um perhaps uh you know should be heard a bit more anyway i labeled all the yeah products and brands in with it um they deleted at least one of their posts i think they had a they had a representation from that brand and that was deleted. And so my point is that if they really believed in what they were doing, they wouldn't have deleted that post because they would have stood up for their beliefs. Um, and I'm all up for choice and I'm all up for, um, people wanting to uh, different, you know, alternatives, et etc. et cetera. My only point is using words, uh, like toxic and toxin and things like that, um, is, is, uh it, it, what it does is it misinforms and uses fear and scaremongering and chemophobia um to build a following for other people uh, and they're trying to build their reputation on on um uneducated unscientific terminology uh, and you could you could build a following uh, um using scientific terminology it's it's very easy you don't have to manipulate and um, exploit a consumer's uh, knowledge gap t- to do that. You can just engage with them. Um, so I think that that was really what it was about. Uh, it turned into something a little something else, but um, uh, that was the initial start of it. And and what it's done is is they've gained so many more followers from that. Um, you know, thousands more. Uh, which which has slightly taken me aback because it it sort of means that we're losing as an industry we're losing the battle we're we're, we're losing uh, because far more people are engaging with that sort of message than they are with scientific evidence and and I felt sad about that.
1: Yeah, I think I think that kind of reiterated as well because following your drama, I just made a quick poll, um, you know, asking about aluminium in deodorants and. Uh, Sixty, well, two thirds basically thought that it was toxic and and dangerous, uh, and these were pe- these are people I know who are well educated and some clever people. Um, so uh, I think, and also in what I also saw last week, when it gets to a point where I mean. As we talked about, you know, you can talk about clean beauty and you can have like a story and a fairy tale about certain ingredients, etc. But I also saw last week uh, people on social media stating that you don't need to use sunscreen, that that's uh, also BS. Uh, and to be honest, I mean, when it gets to a point where don't use sunscreen because we can all be natural and the sun is good for you. Yes, of course, the sun is good for you to a certain point. Um but I think that's when it actually gets really dangerous. It's like, what, what are you talking about? I mean, this could, this is, this increases your, your risk of getting skin cancer, which is very serious. It's not like, Oh, I got a rash on my skin. That's could be fatal. So, I mean, it's, um, it's sad and also dangerous. It's getting to a point now, I think, where, where we who know have to act because, uh, this is on par with the anti-vax uh, movement as well, where it's, you know, people are, are getting seriously ill and, and could potentially um, die from it. So I think, uh, yeah, we, we have to take some action. And I'm, 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 I'm kind of uh, also concerned on where, where it's gone to now, because um, I haven't seen before that people are, you know, claiming that you don't need, need to use sunscreen, for example.
0: So. Yeah, uh, and I got I got quite a few messages saying, you know, oh why why are you doing this? Why don't you just concentrate on your own business and your own brand? You know, who cares? Bother? Well, I, I care, and also if they're yeah. left unchallenged, then then this just builds, and we get more and more of it. And if you don't challenge people, then then I'm not I'm not talking about um hardcore. I'm just talking about having a conversation with them and talking about scientific evidence. And and what I'm interested in is where this has all come from. We were doing so well as a human race. Our life <laughs> expectancy is going up. We're doing all these things. And now it seems, um, you know, politically and uh, scientifically and things like that, with fake news, all these things, I, I don't know where we're heading and wh- why this has come about and why... Science now is seen as some sort of dubious uh or or even like the enemy. It's like people have been lying to us for years, et cetera et cetera, but everyone goes on their phone and flies in planes and gets in their car and um you know that that all works from science um so I, I there's a duplicity here where our industry somehow is being targeted. Somehow we're all lying to people, yet those same people will engage with science in different areas of their life and depend on it um, you know operating yeah. their accounts is done through computer science so you know I, I'm really interested into in in how this has come about and and I think the industry needs to hold its hands up a bit here. And say that we embrace the scare stories and the free from, which is now being drawn back a bit. Now you're not allowed to no. say that anymore. Um, well, you shouldn't say that. Uh, the you know free from no nasties, which I've spoken about before, which is you know just fairy tales. It's you know, um, and and all this terminology that that the industry has been grasping because that's what they think sells products we're now in clean beauty which we've spoken about before which obviously doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything and people are coming up with their own definitions um even natural and organic they were business opportunities by certification bodies that's why Mm -hmm. there are so many they're all commercially independently owned you know i've said it i've said it a hundred times so we, we haven't stood up for ourselves and because we haven't had the balls to draw a line and stand up for the science and the evidence, for whatever reason, um, we now find ourselves, the logical conclusion is that we are going to destroy ourselves um, because we've got to try and rein it back, and it's out of control.
1: Yeah, I I blame the internet. No, but I mean, but to be honest, I think there is, if, if you look at it on, on a larger scale, I think obviously since the internet has you know given... The access to information, may it be correct or not, is unprecedented. I mean, we never had this amount of information at our fingertips. And I think if you just look at the beauty industry, my theory is really that, yes, you have all this information, but you don't have access maybe to all the the really scientific articles uh, because they are either locked and you have to pay a lot of money for them or you also, if you read them, because some are available, Many people probably don't understand them. To be fair, or or they're, you know, they're a long read. They're not uh, they're written in a very light and and entertaining way. Like you have to focus when you read them and look at graphs, etc. So maybe you know people don't have the time or the interest to really dig deep in into uh, to those type of articles, apart from us nerds. Um, so so then they have you know you have access to all of this, and I also think if you combine all of that with um, the fact that fundamentally people want to believe in fairy tales, they want to believe, as I was talking about before many times as well, that the combination of there's one part, which is science and, you know, that ingredients that work, but there are also an element in the beauty industry of the ritual and the, I don't know, the sensations and how you take care of yourself and all of that. And that could be very, say, new agey, (laughs) of a lack of a better word. And to me, I'm fine with that. But you have to be able to handle the two and say, it's one thing to claim, you know, look at sunscreen and what the benefits are for sunscreen. Um, And there's another thing of kind of wanting to use crystals in your skincare, because that makes you feel good. Um, And that's fine. But I wouldn't say that you can say, Oh, I'm using crystals in my sunscreen. I'm using crystals in my, my daily routine. So I don't need sunblock. I mean, that's, you know, it's, you have to be able to handle the two, but I think maybe many people they go in and they read all this easy, um, accessible, easy reads about amazing oils and amazing, uh, remedies and, you know, stories about it all. And, and, you know, it's nice to believe the fairy tale, and then you know, some some boring person comes and says, "No, actually, it's this doesn't work because you need preservatives and blah blah blah." And it's like, "No, no, no, we want to believe the fairy tale." And I think it's uh, that's causing a lot of it. And of course, the marketing um, of many companies then just reinforces that because they see that oh, it works. The people want to believe the fairy tale. Let's introduce clean beauty. Let's introduce you know, and that's how you know, it kind of reinforces itself.
0: Yeah, completely. But, you know, there's there's lots to say there, actually. You know, the people searching on the internet, you're right, they come across articles, but they're probably looking at something like the EWG and they're probably looking at mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. you know, weird and wonderful reports. Um, and and for, for one report yeah. that flags something, there'll be 150 reports that don't. Um, so you've got to yeah. look at the right scientific evidence who wrote it and i got a message saying oh the ewg does have a toxicologist well they say they've got one but then they say Mm -hmm. oh they don't want to reveal their name because they work in the industry well they don't want to reveal their name because they'd be ridiculed and (laughs) and 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 their career would be over um that's why yeah and and the same goes for i get the feel and the ritual and that's what i also love about it but you know, if you're if you're formulating a bath product or a body wash or a shampoo, you know you can really focus in on that. But if you're fo- if you're doing an antiperspirant or uh, a sun cream, um, something with a, a designated um, task or a toothpaste or something that has to uh, do something else, like protect the teeth or mm. deodorize or protect against the uh, UV radiation, then um, you know talking about clean beauty and and all that sort of stuff that. That's not a conversation to be had in those mm. areas. The conversation to be had is the efficacy mm, conversation. Exactly. And I think the nuance of the industry, it's much more complicated. You can't just say we're a clean beauty brand or, or, or a natural beauty brand or, or whatever. Because if you're operating in many categories, mm. um, like I am, i mean, four categories, um, it's too general. You have to be more specific. Each product that you create has a specific task and a specific purpose. Yeah. Um, and and I don't really care what a sun cream smells like. I mean, obviously, you don't want it to smell of fish, but, you know, <laughs> it, it, you, I want it to work. It's the efficacy I'm interested in. I'm yeah. not that bothered about about whether or not it makes me feel, uh, takes me back to a certain time because it has a fragrance, et cetera. So, th- th- again, that's another conversation exactly. to be had. Um, and, and I just, and it's so interesting. What I don't understand is is it's such an interesting industry. There's so much to talk about. You know, we're discovering the microbiome. It's connected with, you know, we're talking about the microbiome in the gut and people yeah. are now trying to investigate the microbiome on the skin. We're talking about, um, I can't pronounce it properly, but Baculi um, uh, instead of retinol yeah. and and the different pathways to avoid certain sensitization issues. I mean, these are really intricate, difficult, complex yeah. Uh, areas. Uh, but it's so interesting. And, yeah. and, and I think that when we talk about the informed consumer, I don't think there is an informed consumer. I think there's a consumer that's really interested and is desperate for knowledge, but they're being fed this this sort of utter tribe. Whereas actually, if we did talk to them as sentient uh, human beings and and talked about it which is what they really want to know they'd join the conversation it would be endlessly fascinating and we'd be in a much better position rather than just trying to fob them off with single words that don't mean anything
1: yeah you know, I agree and I think it's um I, I was thinking about sunscreen as an example because as you say you want that to work um and you don't really care what it smells like, or what it feels like on your body. You want to make sure you don't get burned. Um, and to talk about clean beauty in that sense, I mean, there is an important aspect there, which people do look at and that you know, there have been consequences like, okay, but these chemicals that we're using as sunscreen, how do they affect us? How do they affect the environment? And there have been, like Hawaii has banned some of the um chemical uh sunblocks now because it it affects the corals i mean that's scientific evidence and that's how you should look at if something is toxic or um uh bad for you or the environment and then you know you take action and you you ban those ingredients and say actually we've learned more but we thought they were good but now science shows us that they're not. So, right, we take action, we stop using them, and we find an, an alternative. And that's how you have to work. Um, I think we as an industry have to communicate better. Uh, and maybe this is one of the keys to to um, kind of explain to people this, the link between, which we talked about before here as well, the link between the amount uh, and the time you're exposed to it. So, um as we said, oxygen can be uh, can be toxic. If you just would breathe in pure oxygen, that will damage your lungs. It's it's it, everything is toxic if it's not in the the balanced right amount. You know, the water is toxic if you drink it too much. Um, salt, I mean, everything. So it's um, it's just the, to get people to understand.
0: Yeah, toxicity, toxic is about dose. It's about concentration. Anyway, oh, you know, listen, we could talk about this forever and ever and ever. Um, and in fact, I'm going to the Science Museum next week with a um, couple of friends of mine. Um, uh, someone is giving a talk on conspiracy theories and why people believe in in sort of fake news. And I'd been to a talk at the Houses of Parliament for the Science and Parliamentary Committee about fake news. And they had three um uh, experts there talking about um, fake news and, and what it is and where it comes from um, and, and what we can do about it, which we can't do much about it. But, but what what was interesting is that the anti-vax movement, which is sort of the anti-science part, um, they were considering um, that as part of human endangerment, endangerment. So therefore, if you start spreading that news, then you that's a legal uh, matter and you can be um you can have the full force of the law brought against you for that but we're not at that yet uh, it's a very serious issue yeah so that could be interesting
1: that will be very interesting i'm uh, looking forward to learning what you
0: learn <laughs> so you have to learn. um now sh- shall we uh shall we st- let should we stop there or shall we talk about your um new I think, products i
1: think we can stop with, there for the we can stop there, okay. and then let's talk about the the kind of the package free beauty next time.